Hey there, fight fans. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this episode of Combat Sports Talk. Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is the man with the keys to victory, John Keys. Hey, everybody. What's going on? How's, how are things on this beautiful planet Earth? Well, things are going pretty good, and we have a lot to talk about. You know, it's one oh, of yes, those things yeah. where... It's one of those things where it's odd because we don't necessarily have, we don't normally have a fight on Sunday night, but this, this week know. we've got not only a fight, but we've got one that is an interesting fight for everyone who, um, who doesn't follow combat sports <laughs> exactly really it is yeah. <laughs> even all your the casuals out there tonight is a special night this is you this is all for y'all okay because we wait, wait you're saying that the casuals are watching our show it's casuals you think our audience is casual our audience is not casuals we have Dude. trained them we have taught them they have elevated from casual status to now they are experts in this sport and I'll give you that. And they are. All right. Because we have been here faithfully week after week, with the exception of last week, because, you know, eh, oh, happy D Day, everybody. You know, go out there, punch punch a Nazi in the face. All right. Do the Captain America thing. Yeah, do do right? we have to wait? Do you have to wait until D Day to punch a Nazi in the face? Or is that a 365 day invitation? It, it's only on days that end in Y. Okay, okay, let's just say it like that. Okay. Yeah, Secondly, like you know, uh, 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 yeah, hold on, hold on. There's Captain America right up there. Right up there. Right oh, up there. yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, do yeah. we need to zoom in on that? Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, you can if you want. I don't think he actually, no, there isn't, there is, he's not punching the Nazis. He's punching Red Skull in the top, in the top uh, left hand corner there. But, okay. you know, he's not doing the Nazi punching. Yeah. All right. All right. But, um, well, but we invite said, everyone, uh, we invite everyone. You know, if you see a Nazi and they're in punching range, go ahead. Tuck your chin. Just love them. Yeah. Keep your, you know, keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. That's what we encourage all day long, all day, all day long. But you know, and, and go back to the whole casual thing. Look, yeah. we're not gonna dog on our cat uh, anybody that's casual because guess what? We were all casuals at one time in our lives. Right. I was casual back in 1993 when I saw Hoist Gracie shoot in. All right. When I saw when I saw um, the first match of UFC, UFC, along with the announcers with Kathy Long, Bill Superfoot Wallace and Jim Brown, the, along with them, I was a casual with them. OK, so let it well, be said, we all since, start since you're casual. sharing since you're sharing your casual moment, I'm going to share my casual moment. Um, okay. So even though I did see the VHS replay of UFC one, <laughs> that's right on VHS. I was yes, a casual there, yeah. but I couldn't handle uh, the, the rawness of combat. So my uh, casual moment, the moment where I got into this sport and I'm like, this is my this is my jam. Um, uh, I, it was in 2006 uh, on Spike TV watching David Luazu. The crow. Uh, were ground and pound. Um, I don't even remember who he was fighting, but I was captivated by how he was controlling his opponent and dropping these elbows that was just you know cutting this guy up and mm -hmm. and i was hooked after that and and it took me a while a, a few years of watching the sport and seeing the patterns over and over again as they rolled from you know one position to another and getting to know the joe rogans and the goldies and all that kind of stuff that's where i became more um well versed in this sport so you know everyone starts off a casual i think that's a great comment uh to kind of kick off the show yeah indeed indeed like i said i can remember when joe rogan had hair haha <laughs> right yeah a full head okay of hair. <laughs> and you know and it's surprising his first interview was with tito ortiz okay it really was with tito ortiz back in the day 
So yeah, let's get, let's get this party started because let, we let I could talk I could I could talk all day long about the the evolution of the uh, of mixed martial arts into from the beginning of the trying to define which martial arts is the best martial arts to now we're at the level of who's the better fighter now that we have mixed martial arts synthesized as it is. Yep. So. Okay. Well, you are our historian, and so we definitely want to ensure that you have ample time to educate as well as as entertain i will do i will try my best all on right. both fronts so all right well this you know started. you know what worked really well is we, mm-hmm. we've got a couple of things we can go left and we can go right the road is forked so what do you want to do do you want to go straight into the headliner or do you want to do a recap of ufc vegas 28 rosenstruck versus sakai you know, it was a we can do UFC 28 because it was a good fight. It was a good it was a good all round um, uh, event. You know, it was, they, they were back at the apex, which I appreciate. Uh, it looks like that's what the formula is. What's going to be from now on mm-hmm. is that they're going to do the fight nights at the apex and then do the pay-per-views with people, which I'm OK with because I like the intimacy of two fighters in the ring. No crowd, just their just their coaches. So, All right. Yeah, we we can do that. Let's get into it. This is UFC Vegas 28 Rosenstruck versus Sakai and the official decision. This is the official decision. This is where we talk about the fights from Saturday night. And we have UFC Vegas 28 Rosenstruck versus Sakai Saturday, June 5th, 2021 at the Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had five fights on the card. First fight of the night was Gregory Rodriguez defeated Dusko Todorovic via unanimous decision 30-27 and 29-28 good fight i mean it, it was it was back and forth i mean i didn't see any controversy that we saw the past few the past few events where there was like wait a minute what is this 10 8 there was none of that this was these right. were this was a solid fight awesome and so here let's go to the next one because these are names that uh this is a name that we haven't seen in a hot minute um and and yeah. that is santiago ponzanibio santiago ponzanibio defeated miguel baeza via unanimous decision 29 28 people were a little upset about this one they were and i'm like oh I, and even i was like wait a minute are you sure about that you know but in the end if you look at the stats after the first round ponzanibio just like really started off punching on this guy Okay, mm-hmm. he really started teeing off. And the reason why we hadn't seen Santiago in so long is that he's been out. He's been convalescing. He was he he they told him he wouldn't be able to fight ever again. And he wasn't about to have that. So he started slowly working himself back up into fighting shape. So I'm glad to see him back. I just don't want to see him hurt or anything like that. Well, you know, and, and the challenge is is that you know, he was positioned right there at the bottom of the top ten. And so mm-hmm. A lot of these fighters who are trying to get into the top 10, you know, it's really hard if you're at number 11 or 12 to get a fight versus a seven or a six. So, you know, people were really it was really hard because you can't get a seven or a six. Ponzanibio at like nine or 10 was 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 out. So you really only have like a eight that that you know that you can fight to try to crack that top 10. And that was just super hard for people. So I'm glad to see that Santiago Ponzanibio is back. Because now that means we get some more of those fights between those looking from the outside looking in and some of our top 10 fighters that are on the bottom half of that 10. Yeah, well, that should, really shouldn't be a problem because I'm, I'm sorry, if you're in the, t- if you're in the lower, t- lower of, the, of, the, of the top 10, you better be prepared to take some, some 11 to 15s, seriously. 100%. You know, you know and, and, and that goes back to, you know, I, way back in the day, and I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was 2018. I'm I'm going to look for it now. Um but it's uh we talked about the challenge and win ladder. You, you yes, remember this? You remember this? Yes, I'm we, I'm going to I'm going to throw yes. it up on the screen real quick. This was the challenge and win ladder. And so this was really talking about how we should run if we want the ladder to make sense in the UFC. 
challenge and win was exactly how I thought we should do it. And so for those of you out there who are interested, hit our website, combatsportstalk.com, check out the article on challenge and win and see what you think about whether or not this would work at rejuvenizing the ladder as it as it stands today. Yeah, because right now Bellator's ladder is not only does it make sense, but they're sticking by it. And UFC really needs to take a look at what see what they're doing. All right, all right. Next fight of the night, uh, Roman Dolce defeated Loreno Staropoli uh, via unanimous decision. That was thirty twenty seven on all three cards. Yeah, it, it was it was and right rightfully so. All right, next fight, the co-main event, Marcin Tybura defeated. Walt Harris via TKO at 406 in round one. What is up with Walt Harris, man? Like, I, is, is it does he still have it? I mean, we know he still the, has. we know the challenge that he has been through. I mean, this was the kidnapping and murder of his daughter. Um, mm-hmm. and he had to deal with that, had to overcome that, came in there and fought against Alistair Overeem, had Alistair Overeem all but finished, but the judge didn't stop the fight. Basically, Harris gasses out and then gets finished by uh, Alistair Overeem. I believe this is the next fight after that mm-hmm. happened, and now Walt Harris is finished again via TKO. I, do we think that this is dangerous territory for Harris? Could he be one of the sixty? Absolutely not. Okay, so let's look. Let's look and see. Let's see what happens. Okay, in the back end. Uh, with Walt Harris, he had stated that he is—he doesn't want to live in Alabama anymore because, you know, of all the stuff that's happened to him with his daughter and everything like that. He actually went, he's actually been training at Extreme Couture, if I remember correctly, in Las Vegas, and he's looking to make a permanent move back there. I think that would be the best thing for him, get himself out of that situation, get his mind right, because I think as long as he's in Alabama, he's going to have a problem. Secondly, second camp, you know, uh, new first first camp and uh, first training camp at a new location. I don't I don't expect him to be one hundred and ten percent. I do applaud the fact that he did go in there. And let's and if you actually look at the fight, he had uh, Tybura. He actually had him, and he. I don't know if he, he backed up a little bit because I think in the, in the back of his mind, he was thinking about what happened with Alistair Overling, that he, that he actually went in there and was waylaying him and was going to, and you know, for that to happen again, where he, the, the ref wouldn't stop and then, you know, for him to come around and then get knocked out. It happened on a faster level this time. Okay. He, he actually right. went in there and he had him, he had him and he just hesitated. And I was like, you know, I almost started yelling at the screen, like, go in and finish him. But it was something that Bisping said. He doesn't want to have that. He, in the back of his mind, he could be thinking he doesn't want to have a repeat of that again. And I think that's what happened. All right. All right. And the main event of the evening, Jarzenho Rosenstruck defeated Augusta Sakai via knockout at 459 in round one i don't do you call it a knockout i think it was more of a tko it might have actually been stopped too fast you know, it, it, one could argue that but i will say this i knew this was going to happen in, in the first round i literally we were getting me and my girlfriend were getting ready to watch the conjuring which you know foolish of us to watch the conjuring the devil made me do it at night Okay, that's because, you know, I have mm-hmm. an active imagination it, it, and Conjuring always messes with me. So I'm sitting there and she's like, are we going to watch the movie? I'm like, yeah, trust me. It's only going to last a, a one round. Trust me. And sure enough, right at the end, he takes him down. Did, was it stopped early? You know, we can argue that all day long. But Here, here's know. why I thought it was stopped early. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, my, my, my rule is, I'd rather it be stopped early than it to go too long. Right. Um, it was such a weird punch that he landed. I mean, it kind of landed it behind the ear, you know, uh, not behind the head, but just right, of, right above the ear and to the back. It's like, is it's where, like yeah. right about there, right about yeah. there. So he lands that punch and uh, Augusta Sakai goes down and it looked like Sakai was still a- able to to fight right until that hammer fist came down and that was a hammer <laughs> fist from hell like 
when that, he hit that was him, Thor's hammer. Okay. <laughs> it was Thor's hammer right on the temple. And when he landed it, I saw Augusta Sakai go out. The next punch wakes him up, and then it looked like he was getting ready to start tying up Jar- Jarzinho Rosenstruck, and then uh, Herb Dean waves it off. So he does go out for a second, but he was only out for a second. So it's like, man, with with one second left in the round, maybe he could have come back, you know, gotten his marbles, but it, you know, not so. And Herb, we trust, man. Okay, that hey. the predator knew. We knew. We knew. Okay, we knew. But, but come on now, for a second, you're saying that the guy <laughs> who has let people sit there and get drug from from pillar to post bloodied broken and 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 all but eviscerated herb dean yeah <laughs> couldn't let this fight go one more second like really like what's what's up herb you, you couldn't let it go okay. one more second so let's so let's understand all right we know rosenstruck okay we know rosenstruck's pedigree he destroys people he destroyed lips and everything wasn't wasn't rosenstruck that that, that yeah ripped, yeah rosenstruck ripped, uh, ripped uh, uh alistair overeem's lip yeah so uh, so apparently he has appeased the predator he has satisfied the predators with this with this with this sense of violence okay so with that said, he took a punch to right here in, in back right here in this area, which is pretty much your reset button. Okay, mm-hmm. one of the many reset buttons you back there. Then to follow up with with Mew Mew to the temple. I mean, you know, I mean, what more? I think this violence factor was and predator was like, you know what? I think I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. know, and that was like, violence factor, oh, violence factor, yeah. alpha, alpha gamma. <laughs> this fight yes. is over. It's like I, I, I am satiated. We are good here. Okay. All right. <laughs> then in that case, so am I. Let's go ahead and close the book on this one and put this one on the shelf because this card is history. Let's go into the topics and the headlines that are making waves in the MMA and combat sports world. This is Fighting the Angles. All right, this is Finding the Angles, and we've got one thing to talk about. It is the headliner of our show. That is tonight's fight, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. This is an exhibition that no one wants to see, but everybody's talking about. Yeah, nobody likes to see car wrecks either, but we're going to watch it. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where you know, and we've got some really interesting topics to, to talk about from this, but let's go into it. We, you've got 50 and 0, um, arguably one of the, you know, one of the heads in boxing's Mount Rushmore, Floyd Mayweather Jr., um, multiple time champion, you know, innovator of, 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 you know, owning his own promotional company and, and promoting himself. Uh, that is something that, you know, when we start talking about whether an, a fighter becomes the goat. They have to do something that changes the game for the sport outside of just winning boxing matches or winning fights. You know, right. and I think it's underrated that we look at what he's done with TMT, the money team, and turning right. his own production company and his own management and managing himself as a fighter. That is something that has transformed the paychecks that he makes for a fight versus what other fighters make. I mean, Canelo fought, you know, just recently, and what was the number? Like $30 million. Well, you know, Floyd Mayweather can make upwards to $100 million for his fight, not just the purse, but when you include all of the revenues that he gets from pay-per-views, he gets a bigger portion of that because he is the production company. He is the management company. So um, so that is something that makes him different and special about this, um, you know, about about boxing. Now he's coming in here, having retired from active professional boxing. He's been taking on some of these uh, these exhibition or or or, um, you know, some of these uh, another word for exhibition is, uh, um, you know, um, sparring matches. Exhibitions are good. Exhibition. Yeah. you could you could use that, yeah. But why is it that I don't feel good about this? And you know, I, I, I say this 
had this been with anybody else, I think I might have been okay with it. But we're talking about the Paul brothers here. Well, and, yeah. yeah. You know, I, and, I, and, and I'll be honest about it. I mean, I do not follow the YouTubers and the TikTokers because I, I say they do everything for attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I don't know if it's a lack of attention when they were growing up or it's the, you know, I'm Mr. Me Seeks, look at me type syndrome. Um, Rick and Morty. And I feel that for one of the greatest fighters to do it, to lower his standards to come in there and spar just for the money. Does that cheapen the sport to me? Because I don't see anything good coming out of this. I there there is nothing good. I see a payday coming out of it, which you know is always great in our economy. But as far as that goes, I don't see anything good. I don't see anything that will improve uh, Floyd Mayweather, except for that he gets to say I, I made more money. I don't see anything – I really don't see anything good coming out of, of Paul for going in there and getting beat by Mayweather other than, you know, I went in there with Floyd Mayweather and he kicked my butt. That's all – I mean, that's what we're going to see because, you know, much like Canelo, okay, Canelo said it best, and I will never forget this. He said, I when, wherever I tried to punch him at, he was never there, okay? But, if Canelo, what yeah, is the best Floyd of fighters? Is getting old. Like, when did Canelo fight Floyd, and when is how old is Floyd now? Like, I think that's he the was. Thing. I think he was number forty-eight, forty-seven, or number forty-eight out of that fight. Okay, let me see. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Canelo, one of the arguably one of the best best out there. Sits there and says, "I punched where he was, and he was not there." What do you think a Paul brothers got for him? Okay, okay honestly, you know, I, you know, I, I, we were talking like this when Jake Paul fought Ben Askren, and it was like, "But really, what can a Paul Man. brother do?" Okay, Something, so let's talk things, about that. Here's a few things that I think it's important for us to 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 to, to, to keep in mind. Logan Paul is a head taller. And coming in weighing about thirty-five pounds more than uh, than 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 Floyd Mayweather, so you know I think it's an eight-round bout. Um, he's only got to land one. I know it's hard you know, to land one. It's kind of the opposite of fighting Deontay Wilder. Like you only got to get hit by one. Like you know it, it, the, the the Logan Paul has to land one. But if he lands one. It could be the end of the night for Floyd Mayweather, and it begins to start asking that question about you know, what his legacy is going to end up being. Okay, well, number one, Canelo was number forty-five. All right, let's let's put it. He was the he was the forty-fifth fight for Floyd Mayweather. That was back in two thousand thirteen. Number two, you're right. Eight years. Okay, eight years. Eight years. Eight, eight years. And do you honestly think? Floyd was not has not been trained. You think he's just been sitting around getting fat? No. Do you honestly he, think that? I'm think, he, he said I think I think he's still got it. Yeah. I think he's still been going for it. I think he's still been going hard in, in the ring. And when it comes to training camp, he just he just amps it up. So with that said, you're right. He you know, Paul comes in a foot taller, he's he's stronger, you know, you could put all that on him. And you said you said it right. He one hit and that's it. But once again, he's got the B. He's got the swing and hit Mayweather. Once again, I punched there, and I punched where Mayweather was, and he was not there by the time my fist got there. Remember those words, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be re-echoed tonight, okay, that I punched where Mayweather was, and he was not there by the time my fist got there. Because I, I he's made hubris. <laughs> You know, I think it's hubris, but when it's hubris, if the fighter says it, it's not hubris. It's skill when your opponent says that. Okay, when your opponent, when your opponent sits there and says he's just that good, that's not hubris anymore. That's actual skill. Okay, when when Chell and I and I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna evoke John Jones' name. When Chell sat there and said, I he is stronger than most people believe. He is much stronger than that. 
I believe that. That is that 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 is what I'll believe. I will not believe when people when when fighters sit there and hype themselves up. I don't believe that. I believe what their opponents tell them. Okay, if the opponent sits there and says, "Oh my God, this guy can punch," I'm gonna take their word for it because guess what? They took that punch, right? And they remembered it. Okay, that's the you know they remembered that punch. That's the point I'm I'm making. And I think Floyd Mayweather's gonna go in there. And he's gonna slip and roll and, and and juke and jive, and Paul's gonna have a hard time trying to hit this man. So, so the, the 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 one thing that I that that I I really need you to 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 think about is you're taking a quote from eight years ago. It that that's a long time. Like I I don't know that you can um that that. that Floyd Floyd Mayweather is the same person. Okay. So so let's talk about that. How many punches did Conor McGregor get on Floyd Mayweather? Conor got quite a few in the fir- in the early part of the fight, but at the same time, Conor is isn't um Conor was Jake Paul. Uh, he was he fought him in 2017. Yeah, but but yeah, okay. I guess the, the thing that I'm saying here is that Conor McGregor is still an MMA fighter, and and being able to to work those boxing angles and manage distance the way a boxer does, we saw was really one of the fatal flaws that um that Conor McGregor had. When we also analyze the way Conor trained, and this is what Conor himself said, is that we trained for a fighter who was going to be elusive, who was going to, you know, really focus on defense and what we were going to do was go forward and try to push the pressure. What we got was Floyd Mayweather, you know, max defense stepping forward and we didn't train for that. And so that was one of the reasons why a lot of what Conor McGregor wanted to do was nullified because he he trained for Floyd that we've seen in in those first fifty fights. What we didn't, mm-hmm. what what, but he didn't get that he didn't get that type of fighter. The other thing is is that the weight that Conor McGregor came in at versus Floyd was a lot closer. You know, he also fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. Also did an exhibition against. Uh, Tenshin Nasukawa, remember that that right. was like two years ago or something like that, and that was like a yeah. Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve kind of thing. And what we got was Floyd was way bigger than that kid, and so he put it out. He put him out. The mm-hmm. challenge that we're going to run into is Jake Paul's size. Jake, I'm oh, not Jake Paul. Logan Paul's size. Logan, Paul. Logan Paul's training exclusively boxing. This may not be the cakewalk. Uh, I, I, we all expect Floyd Mayweather to win, but this may not be the cakewalk that it should be given Floyd's experience versus Logan Paul's. I think it would. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a total manhandling by Floyd Mayweather. I'm just going to say that I don't think Mayweather's face is going to be changed that much after the fight. Okay. I'll say that. But we're going to find out because we're going to talk trash to each other one way or the other. All right. Because I'm interested to see how it's going to go. Your interest is everybody's interested to see this car wreck. Yeah. Now, here's here's a couple of things. One of the things that's interesting is that Floyd, mm-hmm. Estu- Floyd Mayweather estimates that he's made about $30 million just on the lead up to the fight. So think about that okay. for a moment. We're not even talking I- about what his purse is going to be. But mm-hmm. he thinks that he's made about $30 million just in all the promotions around the fight. So this is clearly a money play. And, and I don't think that mm-hmm. I don't think that Floyd is really too concerned about what actually happens in the ring, which then brings me to that other question. That is the age old question when it comes to boxing. And that is, mm-hmm. is this a setup? Is this real? could possibly be. It could po- well see that's the thing see that's one of the reasons why that Floyd Mayweather really isn't that stressed about the situation because it's never gonna pat his record okay it's never gonna touch the, the whatever happens win lose or draw it will not affect his record he will still be 50 and out because of all the it's not a, it's not it's not sanctioned it's not like a truly sanctioned fight 
He's not going in there putting his his record on the line. So literally, Logan Paul, he could run right into Logan Paul's chest, Logan Paul's chest, fall flat out, and that's it. And he still gets paid. He could get the finger poke of doom and still get paid. And okay. I know what the finger poke it, of doom is, by the way. I know what that is. Ah, you make me proud. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's literally, you know, he don't care. But my question is, and, I, and you know, as I was reading this, you're a marketing guy. How in the world did he make $30 million in lead up? Um, you know, I, I think I think it has a lot to do with, you know, ad revenues and 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 just the number of views that a lot of these things are, you know, the number of views that you get whenever you put Floyd on screen or put Logan Paul, like a lot of those promotional type things are going to have some revenues associated with it. And, you know, the fact is because Floyd Mayweather is the money team and he has his own agent, he is his own agent and his own promotional company that all of those dollars or many of those dollars are going to flow towards him. So maybe it's not 30 million, but let's cut it in half, 15 million. Yeah. It's That's entirely still... possible that ad revenue and people sponsoring, you know, the the face-offs and all of those types of things, the money that's coming in from those sponsors, that that he could have easily made that, and you know, and that's that's one of the other things is is that that's why he's doing it is that because at the end of the day, it's it, you're right, it doesn't impact his 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 record. It may impact his legacy because I think he under he he's underestimating what Logan Paul and his brother Jake Paul can do on YouTube. If Logan Paul walks out of there and having beaten one of the best to ever do it, it's in it, it will destroy boxing. It it'll be such a major blow to boxing for that. And, it, it, and for all the wrong reasons. All all the wrong reasons. But you think know. about the line that lines up to fight Logan Paul after that. Think oh, about yeah, he's that. In, he'll, be a, he'll be a marked man. <laughs> he, Everybody see, will want to fight him. Yeah, so let's look at that. All right, if if I, if we got a few minutes, because that's what I was saying about. You know, I was thinking about this before our show. Is you know, Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Let's look at what they're doing. I, I understand why boxers are not really mad at Jake Paul because he's doing to the, he's doing to MMA fighters what MMA fighters were doing to boxers back in the day. That boxers would say, "Oh man, I can go, I can get into the octagon, and I can I can beat this person, I can beat that person," and they would go. And I'm looking, and I'm thinking of James Tony as being the first one. He went in there. And got and pretty much got 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 canceled in the ring by Randy Couture. Yeah, okay? it, it, which was our. Yeah. It was it. Yeah. He underestimated. I truly believe, huh? And yeah, and that's the thing, though. So boxers are always what has always been mad at MMA fighters because they believe that you know they they believe that MMA fighters think that they're better than them. and to our and to mma fighters hubris we kind of do they they kind of do think like that to a degree I, I very few but i can think of a couple three to think that they can outbeat a boxer no, in the but, octagon but but that's the thing that that becomes the age-old conversation right like mm, mm. every time we've seen a boxer beat an mma fighter it's been in a squared circle it hasn't been in a geometric shape of greater than four sides Hold on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, that would be a hexagon, an octagon. Well, I'm, well, for, you forget pride is pride is done in the ring. Pride yes, was but, done in the but, but when did a boxer go into a pride ring? And that was that was that would be pre James Tony. Yeah, that's hey, what I'm saying. I'm going back. It takes but, a second. The memory the way, banks hey, are deep. Yeah. By the way, I, I need you to turn me down on your headphones. I'm picking up an echo. Are you okay? my bad here hold on all right so so you know one of the things one of the things is that it, it it's it's going to be one of those things where after people saw what randy couture did to james tony you haven't seen another boxer enter an octagon or other type of mma ring since and i'm not counting i'm not counting uh holly home because holly home was also a kickboxer 
Right. And so so she already had some skill. So now you've got Clarissa. Is it? It's Clarissa Shields, right? Yes, um, Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields is the first boxer to actually enter the MMA uh, cage since James Tony. So don't say to me as a boxer, and I'm sorry, I'm an MMA guy, so you know I'm getting my I'm getting my feathers ruffled here. Don't say to me as a boxer that you guys are better than MMA fighters when you won't step into the octagon. You won't go with the eight limbs, right? You won't you won't wrestle, you won't do the jujitsu because you know that when you start to inter inter intertwine all of these combat martial arts, boxing wasn't built to defend against that. Hey, we they proved that back in UFC one with our Jimerson. Okay, that boxing does not belong in the octagon. All right, let's put it out there. You, you uh, Kimbo Sykes said it best. Comparing, you know, boxing to MMA is compare is com, you know it's like trying to compare middle school to college. All right, it just you you, you can't because they're so. And I don't mean that as a diss. It shouldn't I mean be. It, that it shouldn't as... be seen as a diss because you know the thing is is that MMA fighters haven't also shown great success in the squared circle. Like when exactly. you put someone in a ring and they only have their hands, the sweet science goes to work, and we've shown that MMA fighters don't understand boxing angles. They don't understand exactly. the footwork. They don't know how to position themselves. To, to, to not take damage. And, and, and so that's why it's one of those things where, you know, when you see the success of a Jake Paul and a Logan Paul, I don't think that they're doing anything super spectacular. They're just fighting people who don't understand boxing. Right. And, and, and since they're fighting amateurs, okay, they're, they're fighting amateurs because with, with MMA, we have so the, the way that, it, that, that we set up, that we set up our striking angles, the way that, cause we also have to defend against takedown. everything. Well, mm-hmm. not only against a, a strike, but also a takedown. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have that same positioning as a boxer would, you know, our, our, the punches from MMA are different than from the punches from, from boxing. We've seen that because punching starts at the hips. It does not start at the shoulders. Okay. That uh, there's just so many different things that go, that go into it. Once again, this is a more, you know, MMA is a more advanced art than boxing. However, boxing is so focused, so intense on, on the strikes that, you know, when it, when they do go into the ring, they have no knowledge of a takedown. They have no knowledge of that. They can't. They can't visually see when a person's getting ready to take that. They can't. They can't understand the nuances of a question mark kick. You know, right. they can't. They can't understand those feints like that. You know, they can understand feints if he's getting ready to throw a punch. You could definitely see that. But you know, just like likewise, most MMA fighters, they when they when they are when they're striking and everything, their heads are not on a pivot they're not on a swivel they not they don't know how to how to do any type of head movement they just go straight in very few mma fighters that are complete mma fighters that means they understand you know striking and 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 grappling they don't they don't do that they don't understand those things whereas a boxer i see where a boxer comes in is like hey i can go in and knock that dude out he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to no head movement to that guy i would be lighting him up all day so it's yeah so, you know, so I would say I would say that when you start, I, I would I would correct the the late great Kimbo Slice in instead of saying that boxing is middle school and um and MMA is like college, I would say that boxing is like a play in a theater, okay. and MMA is like. A movie because there are certain things you're going to have actors you're going to have a lot of the same things but now you've got to create this this world in a play you've got to create that in a confined area there are boundaries that that you have to work through that you can't add cgi you can't go on location to five different countries around the world to tell the story no you've got to tell the story on a stage with props with people with basic lighting and makeup and 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 a symphony if you're lucky 
but I can have people in completely different countries, hundreds, maybe thousands of people working on a movie to tell a, a story and an immersive story. That is the difference between a play and, and, and a movie. They each are technically challenging to pull off in their own rights, but they are very different when it comes to what they are. Both of them are art, both of them are entertainment, but they are super different in the technical uh, challenges that you have to overcome. Like there that. are more. There are more when it comes to making a movie or fighting an MMA. Let's go. Let's go on. We, we we've invested a lot of time in this. We'll, we'll end the show. We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some fight picks. We'll go ahead and pick Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul at the end of our show. Um, Absolutely. One, so so you can't talk about Logan Paul without talking about Jake Paul. Now Jake Paul most recently had a fight against uh, Ben Askren where he finished Ben Askren uh, humiliated. I'll say Ben Askren in the first yeah. round. Um, and was so it wasn't it, really a humiliation, though, because, I mean, let's put it out there. Ben Askren, and, and you know, I, I stand corrected, you know, Ben Askren, you know, his entire MMA career has been wrestling. He has a he has the American Wrestling Academy as as a sister core to the American Kickboxing Academy. He, he you know, he he that's all what he did. He wrestled people to death. All right. And they mm -hmm. put them in. They, they strapped gloves on them. And then they they threw him in the ring, and he got humiliated. I mean, because the thing is, is that he was saying that he was going to win this fight. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. one of those things where he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be a hard fight." No, he was promising that he was going to teach Jake Paul a lesson, and then he got dispatched in like the first minute, two minutes. He was done, and he was mm -hmm. he, he was laying laying on the ground like Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. Like, I, what <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> exactly so so you know it, it's it but now we what one of the things that we saw was we saw a, a fighter the chosen one tyron woodley really go into jake paul's uh dressing room and and have a confrontation well see that's the thing everybody said he went in there to have a confrontation he didn't, he go, didn't in go in there to have he didn't go in there for a confrontation but a confrontation he did find he did find one. Yes, yes, he did. And I, I, and you know, he went in there just to make sure that the to observe the 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 gloves Rapping. being his fists yeah. being wrapped and the glove being put on. That's all he did. It was his boys that were sitting there and trying to goad at Tyron. Okay, and for what it's worth, here we are. We now have a fight going on. I really wish right. it would have been with the dude that was talking the trash. But it is what it is, and I and I think this was kind of a, uh, I won't say a sucker move, but you know, I when I heard when 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 I saw the announcement, I I, I heard Admiral Akbar in the in in the back of my head screaming, "It's a trap!" Okay, it's a trap. Exactly. You know what? We're, gonna get, we're gonna get that drop. We need to get that. Yeah, because apparently the, that's gonna drop. keep on happening as long as Jake Paul is around. So let's let's go ahead and make that announcement too. Jake Paul is signed to fight Tyron Woodley in I believe it's an eight round fight um, this August. So yeah. uh, August twenty eighth, uh, it's going to be an eight round fight, three rounds, uh, three minutes apiece. Uh, Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul, and you know Tyron Woodley is a wrestler, but his striking is way better than that of Ben Askren. He has been known to knock a fool out. So. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, is Tyron Woodley going to come out there and actually box a Jake Paul? Or is it going to be another one of those things where Tyron Woodley talks a big game, but actually doesn't deliver on his promise to put somebody out? You know, the one that I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about here is is, you know, a, a song that maybe Tyron Woodley actually put out there. Kobe oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, Tyron Woodley. Did you watch man. the face off? Did you watch the face no, off? They I didn't did? even watch the face off. That actually came up. That actually came up. That, you know, he started singing it, and the whole crowd, and the whole crowd was behind him. Here's the problem I have with that. Tyron will separate you from your, will separate your, your soul from your body for a few seconds. 
He has that ability. He has that knockout power. However, he also has this one thing. He's a counterpuncher. He is the type that he will sit back. He's a slow man when it comes to when it comes to, you know, to getting out the gate first. Everybody's seen his weakness. Just pressure him. What does Jake Paul do? He pressures people, okay? He pressures them. I don't know if this is going to be a good one for for Tyron. I you know, I I'm going in hoping that Tyron does put him down. But at the same time, the the realistic side of me says that Jake Paul's gonna is gonna get another one, okay? And his ego gets that much bigger. Boxers laugh at MMA that much harder. Yeah, and and so once again, this is Jake Paul's words. Tyron has no idea what he's getting himself into. He's playing catch up, and I am way better skilled, and I have way better cardio. I'm faster, stronger, heavier, taller, and I have a longer reach. Everything is in my favor. I'm tired I, of a- saying that Jake Paul is delusional because he's he keeps coming up roses. So I, I well I well I I'm not gonna pick Jake Paul at least not right now. I just am not willing to go and say Jake Paul ain't a professional fighter. Jake Paul ain't a boxer. He is. He's all of those things. And he, you can't and he also take happens him to be lightly. Oh, go ahead. You can't take him like he's anymore. also a guy. He's also a guy that, you know, just happens to be a YouTuber on top of that. Yeah. You know, Zab Judah told us Zab Judah told us that this kid has hands. So and I didn't want to believe Zab Judah. You know, that's my fault. And but he told us this kid had hands. So not only do we have a Jake Paul a YouTuber. But now we found the YouTuber that actually has some has found his skill, and his skill just happens to be an alpha male skill. There you have it. Now, um, Colby Covington decided to weigh in on that, and he thinks Tyron Woodley needs money and is going to take a dive against Jake Paul. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to agree with Kobe Covington. I never agree with him, but I'm not gonna say he's wrong. I hope it's not. I hope it's not one of those things where it. But just just because of the fact, and I think that this Logan Paul fight tonight with with um with Floyd Mayweather is going to talk, going to show us really kind of what the nature of these fights are going to be. Because you know the first fight with Jake Paul when he fought Nate Robinson, he, you know he he basically killed nate robinson for about two minutes but nate robinson was a basketball player he's yeah, a basketball but, player right? so then you know this isn't king of fighters 94 fair enough know? so so then so then so then it was like okay well ben Askren's gonna do it ben Askren ends up you know face down and so it's like well he was a wrestler okay so let's go ahead and get our excuses together for tyron woodley what is it going to be? Is it that he's old? Is it that he's a counterpuncher? Is it that he's also a wrestler? What What is it? Because if 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 Jake Paul gets this done, if he dispatches Tyron Woodley, now we got a problem. Yeah, it's called MMA fighters should not get in the boxing ring. That's Maybe what that's the problem the is. <laughs> Until one of these one of these cats get into it, are willing to oblige, make it a two part fight. One part of the fight fighter goes into the boxing ring the other part of the fight the the uh make it a three-parter and i'm sorry i just now thought about it. make it a three-parter they each fight in 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 a prospective ring you know one in the boxing ring the other one in the octagon and the loser decides where where they where they fight for the third and final match do that and okay. tell me who's what tell me what's what it's gonna it's gonna be two boxing matches and one mma fight so you better yeah, do your damage be, in the MMA fight. You know, unless you beat him into nothingness, you know, in the MMA, yeah. you know, you just wear him out. Okay. So let's keep our eyes on August 28th. Go ahead and circle that date on your calendar because that is when we're going to see if UFC and Tyron Woodley can redeem the MMA fighter in the boxing ring. Because at the end of the day, it's a lose-lose it was a lose-lose for Ben Askren. It's a lose-lose for Tyron Woodley. And it's a lose-lose, in my opinion, for Floyd Mayweather. Because if they win, it's going to be, oh, you just fought a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that they always have is, oh, well, I'm just a YouTuber. Hey, you know what? I, 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 my record is 
you know, two and zero for Jake Paul. For Logan Paul, is my record is zero and one. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. No, it, it, look, you are officially considered a professional fighter now. You sure. can't sit there and say, you know, you, I'm just a YouTuber. No, you're not anymore. Because see, now you've had two professional fights. You should, hey, the first two, you should have, you should have made those worth it. Because now you're in it, okay. And now that you're a professional fighter, you're gonna start. Hey, I would, I, I really wish a real fighter would, a real boxer would come to him and say, okay, you think you can knock out these dudes? Come knock me out. They're not going to do not gonna it because... They're not going to take that fight, yeah. No, because Paul is doing them a favor by knocking out all these UFC fighters. Because, he's, they, because like I said, they're slowly but surely sitting there saying, ha, 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 you guys can't even beat a YouTuber. But let's look at... And this is the thing that I go back to. And then we'll go on because, you know, this is... You know, we're... This we're is the we're thing. kind of circling each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that we're not talking about. In every case, I don't. I have to go back and look at Nate Robinson, but in the Ben Askren fight, in the Tyron Woodley fight, and even in the fight with Floyd Mayweather, the Paul brothers are bigger and heavier and younger. They're not fighting people that would be in their natural weight class. Mm. You're not fighting like think about th- think about who Logan Paul or Jake Paul would actually be fighting if they walk in there at 185 pounds or 170 pounds. You're not fighting a Floyd Mayweather at that point. Floyd Mayweather was fighting at what 148, 140, 150, yeah, okay, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what Floyd Mayweather was fighting at. You know, Tyrone so. Woodley at at 170 when when Jake Paul may end up walking in there at two. 205 and let's just yeah. remember too these are exhibitions so who knows if, if if any of these paul brothers are on epro or something like that we don't even exactly. know so it's like <laughs> so that means that means we need to bring in anderson silva and john jones is that what you're normal. saying <laughs> it's normal you know right. it's the <laughs> so yeah it's, it's normal it's normal um so so i just see the paul brothers as one of those things that is a, it, to, to your point, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap because at the end of the day, this is kind of the Wild West of exhibition boxing. And because of that, you're, you're seeing fighters who are not meant to fight each other at weights that are not meant to be in the ring together at the same time. And with rules that heavily slate one fighter over the other with 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 the with the oversight and 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 the ability to track you know performance enhancing um materials at a minimum so it's like we shouldn't we shouldn't be per, per, participating in this as an MMA from an MMA perspective we shouldn't i know anyway speaking of MMA perspectives Finally, after two weeks, Diego Sanchez finally responded. So we know that we and we did a couple of shows about Diego Sanchez. We saw the horror that was the Joshua Fabia um, training and all of the things that Joshua Fabia did. And so the MMA world was in outrage. They spoke out. Finally, Diego Sanchez announced that he was going to leave Joshua Fabia. And then Joshua Fabia came out there and just aired all kinds of Diego Sanchez dirty laundry. And so we were waiting for Diego Sanchez to respond. And I think he took the classy, the classy uh, way out and just said, listen, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a religious person. I am not going to, to sink in and, and get into this with Joshua Fabia. What he said was, thank you for all your continued love and support through this very challenging time in my life. I appreciate all the defense that arose for me on behalf of my career, myself, and all those who were involved. Thank you for those who have been sensitive to this situation. I apologize to all of those who are affected negatively. I will refrain from provoking this situation any longer. I refuse to fire back on accusations that in the intent were made to provoke me and those close to me. Once again, my faith has taught me to love thy neighbor and love thy enemy. I wish for peace to surface moving forward. So I, I think that that's a great way to just not respond to all the things that Joshua Fabia was saying and just say, listen, I'm done with him. I'm moving on with my life. And 
peace and love and goodness to everybody. Fair enough. I, if that's if that's the route he wants to take, I I have no problem with that, um, because in the grand scheme of things, the issues that he has is between him and Fabian and his family. Mm-hmm. You know, we we we. Uh, that's why I've said that it was a very uh, uh, it was poor form on the on the part of Fabian for to air out his laundry like that. And for you know, for a person like Sanchez to 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 take the high road, I applaud that because I don't think I could be the same way. <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll say it like that. I don't think I could be. You know, I'm not saying that I would show up in his parking lot or anything like that and be waiting on him to come out. I'm just saying that I just couldn't take the take the high road. If you go if if you go low, I'm going into the mud with you. Okay, we're both. We're, I'm, 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 I'm dirty like that. I, it's very rare that I can, that you know, you you can't you can't put, you can put your dirt out on me. That's fine because that's me. But when you put my family into it, when you start talking about my family, my kids, yeah, about that. You know, you saw the movie Taken. You saw how it went down. <laughs> Actually, have not seen the movie Taken, but I. Have, get off this podcast i'll finish it up man really <laughs> really you've never seen taken no i i, I mean i know that i know the phrase you know i have a very certain set of skills and i will find you and I, I know the quote but i've never actually seen the movie like you've seen way more movies than i have it's just true uh, apparently uh, combat sports talk world Find him and shame him, okay? Find Ryan Smith on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and shame him, okay? All right, all right. So, so here we go. Here we go. These are the drops that we need to add. We need to add the Admiral Akbar. Um, yes. It's a trap. We also need to add the Game of Thrones bell ringing and the shouting of shame. Yes. Shame! All right, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and i will i will find that i'll find those for you later and, you know, we'll all right post them up. so uh speaking of family uh mm. there is el cucuito no it's el hijo de the cucuy el he el hijo el, el yeah it's el hijo de el cucuy yeah the, your the spanish is, is is great Awesome. It's 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 passing, okay. I guarantee there's somebody there's somebody out there that speaks, you know, that was born speaking Spanish, and they're like, "Oh my God, kill this man!" Okay, I kill like, this man I like, right now. I like little El Cucuy though, you know. Yeah. So, it, so it doesn't El Cucuyito. Uh, you know, no, you add Ito to the end of it, and it becomes little. Like you know, you're like, "Oh, but little El, El Cucuy." There's no, and you're saying El Kukui wrong anyway. Anybody uh, who knows the legend of El Kukui, it's more like El Kukui. It's like that. It's, it's, oh it's, my it's supposed to be dominating and very. It's not cute. No, okay? no, no. I, I think We're it should thinking, be more like El Kukui. That that'll work too. Okay, but you can't make it cute. Okay, you shouldn't. You know, we as a society need to quit making dangerous things cute. Panda bears are not cute. Okay, quit watching Kung Fu Panda. Um, you know, Bambi. Have you ever? Hey, don't leave them deers alone. Okay, leave them alone. Uh, uh, Thumper. Did you ever? Hey, you know, you ever see? Um, no, uh, I, Monty I, Python and and then the and Holy and the the, the snarl. The, 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 don't. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All Cause I was getting ready. To, I was getting. Ready, you know what's funny? <laughs> your, your comedic timing is very good because I was like, yes. <laughs> A panda bear really is a dangerous animal. And yes, a deer, you know, it's got the antlers and it can kick. It could be a dangerous animal if it was provoked. And then you're like, and you have Thumper. And I'm like, okay, Thumper. And then you're like, Monty Python. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. There is the one ravenous, you know, rabbit with the sharp, sharp pointy teeth. Teeth. And it it, it knocks the guy's head right off. (laughs) Very good. Very good. I I, I welcome you. So, so, but uh, shout out to El Kukui for having um, yeah, man. Angel awesome. Anthony, Angel Anthony Ferguson. So, um, yeah, you know, congratulations he's going to be fighting. He's going to be fighting all his life for the first name like Angel. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I, you know, name, hey, name him soft. Okay. If you want him to be a fighter, name him soft. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it was uh, May 31st at 1 25 mm-hmm. p.m. Seven 
uh, almost eight pounds is seven point seven nine pounds, um, nineteen inches long. I love Jesus, the fact that that's a long ass child. Oh, God. so 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 yeah. Um, shout out to El Kukui. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, uh, shout outs, there was somebody who was shouting out, and that was Kamaru Usman. The Nigerian nightmare decided to follow Dustin Poirier into the Hot One studio to take the 10 hot wings of death. Have you seen this video? I have not seen this one. No, I have not. But, you know, I'm like... I shared it with you, man. I shared it with you. I know you shared it with me. I've been busy, man. All right. All right. So here it is. For for those of you out there listening, you got to see Kamaru Usman on Hot Ones because Kamar Usman tries to be this suave, debonair kind of guy who just kind of, you know, he is just, he has all the answers and he's just smooth and all this confidence. You get through wings number one, you get through, because number one is barely hot, and you start climbing that ladder, that Scoville ladder, right? By the time we get to, because he's also at the first wing, he's like, you know, I'm Nigerian and, you know, we like a little spice in our food anyway, you know, blah, 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 blah. By the time he got to uh, to wing number seven, wing number eight, dude was like, dude, dude was like, okay, y'all trick me. What is happening here? Like by the time it was all over, he was sweating, his nose was running. Like it was like he was even starting to drop f bombs by the time he got to the end. Like it was like first he was he was that 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 Nigerian nightmare. He was that guy that we see in the press conferences talking smack and things like that. But it was a really good fun interview. I enjoyed it. I laughed no no fewer than three separate times laughed out loud. So I would absolutely encourage everyone, go and watch the Kamar Usman one. Also, if you're there, while you're there, check out the Dustin Poirier one. Dustin took it like a champ, dude. Like, he didn't... Oh, yeah. He, he, He's from Louisiana. They, they yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they eat fire. Um, yeah, he yeah. was and just like, know, ooh, that was hot, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, Kamar. Every person I've ever known that's came out of that that's came from the motherland, I've known them for eating hot foods, like seriously hot food. Like I learned, you know, how to eat hot food from a dude from Nigeria. Okay, and he, not Kalechi, you know, Kalechi's not, not technically not from Nigeria, but he what, is what, of does Nigerian eat hot food? heritage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I was going to say, you know, but yeah, so when you're telling me that, and I got to watch this now, because, you know, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's hilarious. It, it would be hilarious to see this. Just know? just though, for for full disclosure, I am not, I'm not debating or any otherwise taking away the, the Nigerian heritage that is Kalechi Casey Onyebuchi. What I'm saying is he was born in the United States. He, he, he wasn't raised... <laughs> in nigeria that's all i'm saying i'm not saying that he's not nigerian dude is nigerian speaks Igbo. like he is he is all the way nigerian it, but at, but at the same time you know kamar uzman was born in nigeria was raised in nigeria and then moved to the united states at a young age so mm-hmm. you know so in that regard that is the distinction that i'm making i don't because i i just know that kalechi's going to list actually I, I know that someone's going to tell Kalechi that I said this, <laughs> and he's going to come at me like, you know, Yo, this is your cultural awareness <laughs> moment. And I'm going to be like, no, dude, you got, I, I got you. You you are 100% red, green, green, white, green. I got you. But you just were born in Texas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Someone who wasn't born in Texas was Paula who? Costa. Oh. He was born. He, he was born in Brazil. Now he was supposed to fight Jared Cannonier August twenty first. They were headlining the card, and all of a sudden he withdraws, and we get Kelvin Gastulum stepping in there to fight uh, Jared Cannonier. Interesting. So uh, what's going on, Paulo? So it, everyone thought that Paulo may have gotten injured in camp or something like that, but no. What happened is that Paulo was unhappy with the pay. And this is one of the things that I think is going to be the biggest impact of 
fighters going over and fighting Logan Paul and Jake Paul and all of these things is that fighter pay now has become center stage. And as these fighters are doing these exhibitions, win or lose, they're making these bigger paydays than they have in a year at the UFC in one fight. And so it's like now you've got these people who are at the top of their division who are, you know, perennial title contenders. They're like, wait, I could go and fight some random person in a boxing ring and make good money. I'm one of your stars. You should pay me well. And so this is what Paulo Costa was saying. He said he never even signed the contract uh, to fight Jared Cannonier. So he's even confused as to how that fight even got announced. But are we going to believe Paulo? I think that he signed the contract because it, it would. Why would the UFC announce a fight that wasn't signed? But at exactly. the same time, it's one of those things where how did the UFC allow this fighter to pull out and not have like substantial penalties? Like he's not injured. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to come back. It's going to come back to him. I, I think they didn't know. And then it was like, wait a minute. Because, you know, Brett. Brett Akamoto, he's got him and Errol Hawani, they got these 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 interrogation techniques that seem to get everything out of everybody. So I'm I'm sure the, the backstory's coming. All right. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Gastulum versus Jared Kinnear is still gonna be a good, good fight, though. Oh, so, it's gonna be good. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and props I'm not to, to Gastelum. Yeah, I you know, I I'm not I'm not opposed to watching that fight either. You know, I'm not a big Paula Costa fan anyway. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, pulling out because of fighter pay, because you want to be paid more than what you contractually signed to pay to fight for. Like the amount of money that you are going to make for fighting this fight is in the details of the contract. Like literally, you negotiate I mean, that's literally that why we're, you know, before you sign like, yeah, so you can't be mad if you knew if you went in. See, I, it could be that when when he saw how much Tyron was making, he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, you know, wait, well, no, no," and you know, then he's like, "I can go over there and box and make more money." So let's see what happens after tonight if we see, you know, if we see another, you know, call up to match. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see, see where Paulo Costa's real real. You know, he may be the first one to challenge uh, Jake Paul and, and see. And, you know, it's like, hey, you want to fight a real 185er? Here I am. Yeah, I, 